Hey everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim, and we talk about horror movies on this show. It is October, it is the month of Halloween, therefore we are celebrating with lots and lots of extra episodes. And another thing we do in October is we try to hit maybe one or two big classics or something like that that we've not gotten to yet. Make it feel a bit special that we hit out a big name. And somehow we have gotten this far and we have never talked about Friday the 13th. Interesting. I know, it's amazing. Now, <laughs> this also marks the start of a bit of a quest, because what we're going to do from here on out, starting here, because obviously it's Friday the 13th, assuming mm. you watch this the day it goes up, and you should, unless you yeah. just find us later, in which case, fair enough. Uh, but <laughs> this went up on Friday the 13th uh, during Halloween, which, by the way, the next time that happens, Connor looked it up, it's like another six, seven years. It, it doesn't Jesus. happen often. It's, it's it's like every six seven years, and then occasionally there'll be like a big jump of about ten years. It's not a it's not a regular occurrence. So man, it, it's just such a bummer because they you know for a while uh, they're you know we're supposed to have a new Friday um, come out today, and yeah. uh, you know what I, I think we found out earlier in the year that it got pushed back, but it would have been so cool. And then just knowing that they're not going to get the chance to do that for another six or seven years is like god damn it. Yeah, yeah, we'll lately have like a new one just out, you know, before then, yeah, probably. Or if we get like a Friday the Thirteenth in March or something, maybe I mean time it with that. But oh yeah, it we'll, won't be the same. We'll get. I mean, there's there's usually one or two Friday the Thirteenth every year, so like occasionally you'll get a year with three of them. So you, you know, there's there's opportunities. It's not too far. Get given that movies typically take a year or two to make. Like they'll, they'll always be one to aim for. Yeah, if you look in the calendar, but. So yeah, this is going to be the first Friday the 13th. Um, I'll just give you the spoiler warning off mm-hmm. off the bat. I, f- I feel like there's not much point. But yeah, so over the next year, we are going to do one of these a month. Ooh. Yeah, so we should finish... Culmin- culminating with the 13th movie on the 13th month. If there was 13, that'd be great. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's 12. We were, you know, we were waiting on the 13th. Uh, but we'll be finishing with the 12th movie... Uh, Theoretically, next September. Theoretically, because we don't have to. Mm-hmm. This is the thing with Texas Chainsaw and Saw and Chucky. We had to kind of rush those a little bit because when the new ones were coming out. But with this, we can take our time. We can just steadily go once per month, so it's not, you know, too clogged up, and we can work we'll, our way through the franchise. So we'll treat ourselves. Yeah, treat ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, so first Friday the Thirteenth, nineteen eighty, Sean S. Cunningham directed. Mm-hmm. Uh, who who made this film because he wanted to make another film and this was a quick little cheap movie to make to try and earn a bit more money. That was the purpose behind it. The movie that they were trying to make after this, which I believe was a soccer movie, uh, never got made and this ended up Thank being God. the giant hit that no one expected and kind of started the slasher boom. Certainly it was the you know start of the proper boom phase. You know, Halloween obviously is what it's ripping off a lot of. Bit of a bay of blood in there. But... Um, this was the one that everyone went, oh, we can make a cheap horror movie in about a week and then make lots of money off of it. <laughs> this should be good. I hope that soccer movie he was planning was still a horror movie. Like, it takes place at soccer camp or something. And I, don't Tim, know. I, I want to believe that, but I, I don't think it's true. <laughs> I, don't think it's I just true. see, like, a soccer ball with a with a knife at the end of it. <laughs> the killer just kicks it into your face. It was either going to be a kid's sports movie. Ugh. Or it was going to be like the soccer mum has a crush on the coach or something like that. I, I, 
<laughs> I have no idea what it was going to be. I, I just I remember that from watching the extras. So, you know, to be to be ago. fair, uh, you know, it, it, it's pretty easy to rag on uh, soccer movies, but Shaolin Soccer is a phenomenal movie. So they soccer movies are actually pretty uh, dope based on the one that I really like. I've actually not seen that particular soccer movie. I have, however, Same seen bit. The Big Green, which is kind of like you had the Sandlot. And then they went ahead, took one of the actors out of the sandlot. You know the chubby kid with the curly hair. Yeah, replaced him with the goat. No, no, he's in. He's in the. He's in the, the big green. He's the goalie. Oh, okay. Well, who uh, plays the goat? I, I don't think there was a goat. I'm ninety-nine percent sure there was a goat in the big green. I've not seen it since I was like ten, Tim. So I apologies if I'm not remembering the plot All details right. and some of the minor well, characters. We'll look it up on Gotopedia after. I, this episode. I remember that the, the fat kid from the Sandlot was the goalie. I remember Mahoney from Police Academy was the coach. That's it. That's all I remember, Tim. Okay. <laughs> now, can we talk about Friday the 13th? Because I feel like you. Yes, that's what I've been trying to get to. You're the one who keeps bringing up soccer and goats and. Oh, give me strength. <laughs> give me. Sh- kill them. Kill them. Kill Tim. <laughs> kill, kill them. I don't have a kid. It's weird to say kill them, Daddy, when I don't actually have a son. <laughs> they, they shouldn't have been podcasting. They should have been watching my boy. <laughs> <laughs> they were too busy podcasting, possibly making love. No, no, we weren't. If you're going to kill us, at least kill us for the right reason. Thank you very much. Right. At some point, they are going to have to make like the killer podcast movie like some vengeful spirit is <laughs> angry at podcasters. Clearly, we have to make this movie, Tim. We have to make. make oh yeah. Uh, I don't know, but, but which, by the way, I don't know if I ever told you this, but my idea, if they ever did like a, a Freddy, enough Freddy, uh, Jason versus Michael movie. Okay. Friday the thirty first. Ooh, I love it. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you call it. You don't you don't call it Jason versus Michael. You call it Friday yeah. the thirty first. <laughs> Perfect. So, uh, I don't know why we're talking about Jason so much because he's not really in this one. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Mrs. Verhees, Jason's mother, is the killer, uh, which everyone knows as the, the, the answer to the trivia question at the beginning of the first Scream movie. Which, to be fair, is how I learned this because I, I saw Scream before I saw any of these movies because it was new and it came out when I was just sort of starting to dabble in the horror genre. <laughs> But here's something to make you feel old, Tim. It makes me feel old. Okay. The first Scream is now older than Friday the 13th was when Scream came out. Wait, that's... uh. Hold on, I'm going to oh, kind of process that in my head. All right, so the first Scream movie... 21 years old. 21 years old. So that is now older than Friday the 13th was when that came out, is what you're saying. Yes. The, okay. point, the point I'm making is when that when Scream came out and that was the trivia question, it felt like it was a, a, a you know a question about an old movie. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Yeah, right? I, I can see that. Yeah. And now Scream is actually older than Friday the Thirteenth was at the time, which is kind of insane. You know what? I I would be so screwed if I got a call from Ghostface and they asked me like a Saw trivia question, <laughs> like if they're like. Yeah, you know, if they were like in Saw Four, what does what is the name of the detective that I was? I'm like, stop right there, just kill me. I 
I do not know. I'd probably just cut him off and be like, that stupid one who leaned into the trap with the mechanical noises, even though she knows the killer makes mechanical traps. That stupid cow. God, that that moment annoyed me so much. So, um, yeah, so, where was it? Yes. So, yeah, it's old. I mean, obviously, that makes Friday the 13th very old now. Friday the 13th is now 37 years old. Yikes. Which... It's still weird. I, st- I still think of like the eighties as like twenty years ago because I just my clock just is it like it just kind of revolves around the millennium. Like, it, it's a very easy uh, timestamp to yeah, put on things. Yeah, whereas now that's not true anymore. Now it's actually closer to double than that, and that's yeah. weird. But so Friday the Thirteenth, it's kind of a typical slasher movie. It's set in Friday the Thirteenth, although other than the title, the you know, obviously, well, not the, just the title, but there's like a you know a caption that comes up saying Friday the Thirteenth, present day, mm-hmm. right? Because obviously the movie starts with a flashback of like you know this this couple being killed uh, at the end of the fifties at Camp Crystal Lake, mm-hmm. but other than that caption, it actually has nothing like it doesn't matter. No one ever mentions that it's Friday the Thirteenth. No characters talk about it being unlucky. No, like I think the the, the sheriff at one point mentions it's Friday the Thirteenth and it's a full moon, and that is like all we ever get. None of the character, none of the characters who actually get killed ever actually seem to even be aware that it's Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> yeah, I was a little upset that no one just went, oh, on the Friday the Thirteenth of all days, and then just died. You know, I'm like you watch Halloween, and Halloween like, is such a big part of that movie's identity. Now, admittedly, Friday the Thirteenth has a disadvantage as a holiday, just because a it's not really a holiday, and b you know you don't decorate for Friday the Thirteenth. Whereas Halloween, you have some pumpkins around, you make you know people are trick or treating, you make it feel like it's part of the movie. I would I would almost argue that I don't even think anyone would really ever notice Friday the Thirteenth if it wasn't for these movies, like. Uh, growing up, you know, I knew it was like whatever, a weird unlucky day or whatnot. But like, mm. I, I don't know. I, I don't feel like that would be as big a or as like you know relevant as a thing without these movies to kind of keep it alive. Which is funny because, ironically, like I just said, it has almost nothing to nothing to do with the yeah. day, <laughs> and yet somehow it helps promote the day as like you know, oh, it's Friday the Thirteenth. And Friday the 13th helps promote these movies, but neither of them really have that much to do with each other beyond the title. So, nope. Because <laughs> so, I think this is the, even the only one that actually makes a point of saying that it's Friday the, Maybe two does. I can't remember really off the top of my head. We'll find out when we see it. But I don't actually think the rest of them even ever say, oh, it's Friday the 13th again. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. no. Jason's about killing people. <laughs> That's all that happens. No one yeah. cares. Uh but hey, so Cam Crystal Lake, uh, so this guy, what's his name? I forget all the names. I think Steve. Yes, yeah, Steve. He is bringing the place back up to scratch. He wants to get it all fixed up so that the kids can come and camp over the summer. And he's got a bunch of sort of, uh, you know, college students, maybe upper high school students coming to be the counsellors and help out, get it fixed back up. So it's in this period where it's getting fixed back up with all these, these sort of teenagers and, you know, early college students around. And people are being murdered and then eventually there's one victim left and we find out who the killer is and there's a bit of a chase bit of a bit of a scuffle bit of a scuffle you know the killer slaps her around a bit which is actually maybe one of my criticisms is that almost everyone else in the movie is killed immediately as soon as they they see a killer 
and the yeah. killer strikes, and you know, just right away with a blink of an eye. And yet, for some yeah. reason, in the final victim, the final girl, like she she slaps her around re- repeatedly and throws her to the ground, <laughs> and you know, just makes a whole show of it. Yeah, but whatever. I, I'll ask the question, Tim. Do you enjoy <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth? Uh, I I do. Um, I'm but... not overly. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not overly in love with it. Uh, I, so here's the thing. I Growing up, I was never really uh, a Friday the 13th guy. I always kind of had this thing where it felt like you're either a Freddy guy or a Jason guy. And I was all about you know Nightmare on Elm Street. That was like my franchise. And I kind of put off – like I, I'd seen you know bits and pieces of the Friday movies here. I probably saw a couple of random ones. Um growing up but i really didn't watch like all of them all the way through uh until like a couple of years ago uh not this year but i i think the year before um and when i rewatched it i was like i actually found like a new appreciation for this series i was like oh i actually like this a lot but like i've said with a lot of other slashers before this is more of a straightforward slasher which i'm not as into i like the series, you know, we'll get into it more later, but once you yes, yes. kind of don't, don't get the sp- thing it's known for. Don't but. be spoiling your favorites and things at this stage. I'm, that's Yeah, that's I'm not going to say, like, which ones are my favorite, but I'm just going to say, like, I uh, I like Jason and what the series kind of becomes, but um, this is more just, like, a straightforward slasher that I'm not as, like, keen on. But it but it is well done, so I, I can't really, like, fault it, you know? Now, to piggyback off a few of your points there, one... Um, I don't necessarily agree that you're a Freddy guy or a Jason guy because I kind of grew up with both and Michael. Like this, this is like what I kind of felt like growing up, you know. Like I don't right, think okay. that now, but it, it was just I don't know. It was just like the the thing I whatever a weird thing you think of as a kid. I kind of thought that like Friday the Thirteenth was for jocks and like Nightmare was for nerds. But so so, so 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 you you had a troubled childhood, is what you're telling me. It wasn't perfect, but... <laughs> Far from perfect. <laughs> Stupid, one might say. Um, but you grew up to be not quite as stupid. Uh, <laughs> sure. Well, well, you want a compliment for me, Tim? Is that what you want? You want me to tell you, tell you you're, oh, you're a mature young man now? And that's not even true anymore. You're, you're older than I am. But... <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. Uh, but there was sort of serious note of something you just said there. Uh about you liked what the series grew into. I, I think that's actually one of the key things I would bring up as well, is I think Friday the 13th is one of these weird examples, and one of the few examples, I think, with a horror franchise, where almost everyone I have ever met who likes the series, I don't think I've ever met someone who thinks one is the best, which is all, oh, yeah. which is the opposite of any other... Like, Halloween oh, yeah. is one the best. <laughs> of course it is. Hellraiser is one the best. Of course it is. Uh, yep. Nightmare on Elm Street is one of the best. Well, actually, there's an argument for another one, but a lot of people will say yes, one is the best. <laughs> like you know, yeah. it's there's a fair portion of people who will say that. Um, yeah. You know, take t- your pick, like pick any horror franchise. Leprechaun. Almost. What? Sure, I mean, <laughs> it was better than the other three I watched, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or was the space one better? The space one might have been more bearable. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to choose, but yeah, I'd probably say. <laughs> Either one or two is the best. But hey, Tim, you're spoiling the eventual Leprechaun videos here. Because <laughs> one day we're going to do it. Yeah. 
You, you act like that. You act like that's a bad thing. Watch, I'm all for that. <laughs> hey, sign me up right now. Basically, when we have run out of every <laughs> other single franchise we could probably do, that is when Leprechaun happens. There's a lot of Children of the Corns we got to get through. It, there is. Yeah, rest there's, assured. <laughs> there's like nine of them, ten Puppet Masters, <laughs> all, all these franchises. Yeah, ten. Yeah. Now is uh, is Friday the Thirteenth? Is, is that the franchise with the most? entries in it i think it might have been at one point oh, oh do you mean horror franchise or just franchise in horror, general horror. yeah because yeah, i was gonna say godzilla has a way beat uh, uh J- japanese know. godzilla series has 29 movies in it now but that's true, yeah. <laughs> and if you count james bond that's 20 what two now 23 so yeah that's okay <laughs> <laughs> so that's fair i don't like james bond either but <laughs> You know, so, so there's these examples. Uh, but, you know, James Bond did it over 40, 50 years, whereas yeah. Friday the 13th was eight movies by the time it hit the 90s, yeah. which is insane. <laughs> you know, it, it did eight movies in 10 years. Uh, wow. So for a long time it was, but like I say, Puppet Master surpassed that. I think, yeah, Halloween surpassed it. You, you include the remakes, Halloween's at 10. Actually, no, cause, yeah, because Friday the 13th Wait, isn't there 11? 11 or 12. Or 12. 12 if you include Freddy vs. Jason, which... Okay. It's debatable, but uh, yeah. yeah, you probably would because you'd probably want to say that the the next one is going to be the thirteenth, so you can make you know the thirteenth Friday the thirteenth, which is also why it's a shame that it, it kind of get canned, yeah. uh, you know, when it was planned for this year. But um, yes, yeah, so, so so yeah, I, I would agree that it, it one is not my favorite, one is not even probably in my top five Friday the thirteenth mm-hmm. movies. Uh, in fact, it's probably on the lower end. It's, it's not even. It's not the worst by any means. There's, there's one no. or two stinkers that kind of outweigh it. But uh, I still think it's a good movie, and it's it's one yeah. of those things where you kind of got to give it props because it, it sets up so much stuff that it's like, oh, we probably wouldn't have this. Not even other Friday movies, but in other horror movies in general. Yeah, would we know. have Slumber Party Massacre if not for the success of Friday the Thirteenth? Probably not. <laughs> probably not. No. Yeah. So <laughs> Sleepaway Camp? No way. No, of course not. Uh, the Prowler? No, we wouldn't. <laughs> like all, all these movies, like we just wouldn't have yeah. them. Uh, but no, nah, so I, I think I think the first movie is a pretty decent. But very typical slasher movie. I think yeah. it drags a little bit at times. Like it, you know, its pacing is not particularly great. Yeah, I always get bored in the middle. Like there's <laughs> a like there's a there's a good chunk where I just kind of like, all right, like strap in. This is when uh, you know, I kind of start to zone out. And I think it's because the characters aren't as either as likable or as goofy as some of the you know the later movies. I think the kills are typically pretty. I mean, a lot of the kills happen off screen. You you just see the reaction yeah. of the you know the blade going in or whatever. There's like two I can think of, or three if you include the uh, the killer at the end. Uh, yeah. That's you, I would say about three that are like really like visceral in your face kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, obviously everyone remembers the arrow going through the bed. You know, Kevin Bacon's mm-hmm. big his neck big yeah. moment. Uh, Annie, the cook, who you know is at the start of the movie, she's getting like uh, hitchhiking up to the up to the, the camp. Oh right, yeah. She, she gets her throat slit, and that that's pretty graphic. And of course, you have the beheading at the end. But that that's pretty much it. All the other ones are basically off screen, or you'll just see the face kind of react. Uh, oh, well, that's well, the light. I'm forgetting. Someone the, gets the, the hatchet axe. in the face. Yeah, the, the hatchet yeah. in the yeah. head. Yeah. Oh, that that kill really annoys the shit out of me. Oh yeah, but that just because I feel like she does that that classic cliche thing where she sees the axe being swung at her, and instead of running, she just stands there and stares and screams in fear, and it just like, yeah. it always plays really goofy. Why aren't you trying to move? <laughs> like seriously, yeah. It, it it is kind of weird when you rewatch it, knowing 
who the killer is that it's like and and like you said at the end you know she doesn't seem that menacing when you know the final girl is putting up a pretty good fight and, it, and it's kind of like oh wow like everyone was like so afraid of, of this person yeah this middle-aged woman who yeah <laughs> isn't that strong uh she, i mean she's slapping you know alice about at the end of the movie but it, it, yeah. it feels that's actually part of uh why i think the reveal of her doesn't hold up she, i think she's quite good the actress um da, 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 where are we uh betsy palmer i think she's quite good at the uh you know kill them mummy kill them kill them for jason mummy like see when she's doing that stuff yeah. she's really creepy she does a really good job with that but when it that. actually comes to like hunting her down and like attacking her the the smacking about and they sort of like she smacks her back and they both kind of like go down at one point it felt like a star trek episode i don't, if you, I don't know if you've watched <laughs> the old star trek episodes but the way they fight and it's all this fake slapping and stuff it felt yeah. like that it felt feels really goofy uh, I can see to, that, yeah. Well, I mean, slasher movies can be quite goofy, but this was a different type right. of goofy. Uh, and even even stuff like her haircut and like she's wearing like a sweater. <laughs> yeah, she's like she's it's wearing, not. <laughs> she's yeah, she's wearing like a winter sort of wool, you know, pullover. Yeah, so so it, it doesn't even. It's not even like she. Oh, she yeah, she's a middle aged lady, but she's like a deranged, crazy looking person. It's like well, no, she she just kind of looks like a mom. Like, yeah, but when <laughs> when she starts doing the whole kill them for me mommy yeah that is creepy yeah. yeah she's quite good at that when she actually starts acting crazy she's she actually is quite good so that's cool but the whole final chase thing is a little bit repetitive because she chases her like once she reveals who she is she chases her to one place and attacks her then chases to another place where she's hiding and like sort of comes through the door and we think she goes down again like you know she managed to hit her again and then again she goes to the boat and then again she shows up like it, it, she keeps like it keeps ending and starting again, and it's not in a very yeah. overly interesting way. Uh, so, like, it's actually quite a typical slasher movie that doesn't really have a lot in it to stand out. I mean, the notable things about it are maybe the arrow kill, the, the you know the fact that it gives birth to what Jason will become, but even though he's not really there for most of the movie, and that's kind of it. Like, there's not a whole lot in there that's actually that memorable on it. So, also, it's Kev- Kevin Bacon's first movie, I guess, is the only. Yeah claim your fame there is like some little stuff that i like um like like you know i, I guess maybe because it's iconic for the series or whatever but just seeing the title like come at the screen and mm-hmm. then shatter the <laughs> glass uh it's like all right that's pretty cool uh, and then uh yeah the kinda, yeah oh oh yeah oh of course yeah the music is uh, phenomenal yeah uh <laughs> I, I that's, think... that's really good very iconic yeah, I like that a lot. I do think some of the other music in the movie, like the you know, the heavy strings, you know, that they're going for that psycho kind of like all the strings as someone's being killed. I think sometimes that's a little bit over the top, but uh, yeah. it's it's pretty old school. I can't I can't fault it too much. I, I I guess I'm just a fan of your your either your, your pianos of the Halloween or your synth stuff from you know elsewhere. Like it, if you're gonna make a goofy eighty slash every movie, other Carpenter movie, yeah, some synth, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I I like the. I, I don't know if this is the first movie to ever do it, uh, but I do like the trope of the crazy old guy that warns you, you know, not to go to where you're going. It's got a death curse! <laughs> Damn it, Ralph, get out of here. <laughs> crazy Ralph, what a legend. Um, yeah, they call it Camp Blood. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, yeah. I'd probably still go to Camp Blood. 
Actually, I'd probably be more likely to more go to inclined, Camp Blood. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. I, that's the thing, though. The guy at the start of the movie, like, so this trucker who's driving kind of up that, that way, not all the way, but he's driving up the main bit of the road, he offers to give Alice, or not sorry, Alice, Annie, a lift. And he's like, okay. And then Ralph like, stops her on the way out. Don't go there, it's got a death curse. <laughs> right, and the truck driver kind of like, is like, oh, shut up, crazy Ralph. Don't mind him, he's just crazy. And then they're driving along, and literally a minute later, he's like, you know, by the way, did they not tell you what happened up there? Uh, it's cursed. There was like, a fire, and then kids drowned, and, there was a, and people died, and he yeah, probably shouldn't go up there. And then, you know, to be fair to Annie, she does go, you sell your crazy friend back there. It's like he does. He actually does. He's saying the exact same thing. He's just not being as dramatic about it. But there you go. Oh yeah. Well, he was right about that one thing. I mean, he's still crazy, but he oh, got yeah. the whole curse thing right on. Oh sure. Um, <laughs> I, I'll tell you one little thing I do like here is the way this scene's filmed. It's, it's actually kind of weird in terms of uh, like vehicle shooting. It's shot in shot, reverse shot. But the shots are like POV shots almost of each person. They're, they're very side-on as the person's sitting in the, the truck. Yeah. And it's kind of effective because when she gets picked up again and it's the killer's car and it's the same shot but you never see the reverse shot, it actually like, it kind of justifies why it's such a weird shot because we already had it in the previous scene. Uh, so it, it kind of works in that sense. Um, yeah. But it is kind of funny how this killer doesn't have a mask or anything like that. Like It's never implied that she's in any way disguising herself. She, she's actually using the fact that she's like a sort of nice middle-aged lady to get close, yeah. you know, without anyone expecting that something bad's going to happen and then she'll, you know, strike. Yeah. Except with Annie, who she, like, kind of lets... It makes it obvious she's in danger and then she lets her run around for a bit and then kills her. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I kind of mentioned this before, but, yeah, the, if, if I'm going to be into a slasher, I need to have, like, a good, you know, villain, like, something that really cool or iconic looking and, um... And yeah, we do get that later in the series. You know, Jason ends up becoming one of the, you know, most iconic horror figures uh, that we know. But arguably the most iconic. True. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but yeah, just this little old lady. It's like, ah, uh, that's the the killer. I don't know. I almost miss a uh, jeans, uh, jean jacket. You know, denim jacket and cover yeah. man from Slumber Party Massacre. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, you know, he had he had some intimidating eyes yeah. on him. Uh, yeah, at least at least he yeah looked a little you know uh, a, a little more dangerous, had a little bit more style. That said, though, she does use the machete. The machete is True. in play in this movie. I don't think they yeah. they knew it was going to be the signature weapon of the series at this point, but it just happens to be that they were using a machete. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, in fact, it's first used to uh, cut up a snake. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, there's also little things with the characters that are kind of like never really brought up again like uh, the fact that Steve who's running the place like almost does it's actually kind of funny like watching like this little moment now with all this Harvey Weinstein stuff coming out but he he sort of goes up to Alice like I'll just stay a week see if and he's topless by the way I mean to be fair he's out working like in the heat so I mean context wise it's fine but you know he's he's topless he's got his his hairy man chest all out there in the opening he's trying to seduce her and he's like, just no, stay a week. If you don't like it, I'll put you on the bus myself. It's fine. And then he, you know, he puts his hand in and like, you know, brushes her hair back. It's like, thanks, Alice. Does a little creepy moment as he yeah. as he walks off. And it's like, oh, actually, it's one of the weird things about watching this. If you happen to know your trivia, is that the actress who plays Alice, Adrienne King, she got an actual stalker after this movie came out. Oh no. Yeah, oh. someone who was obsessed with her because of this movie. Uh, and Jesus. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, I mean, I ended. I mean, obviously, I ended up not going anywhere to see it because like she's fine. Oh, okay, but it's good. Uh, like I think she had to move house and a couple of other things. Like I think that's part of the reason why she's only in a small part of two. She didn't want to be like she wanted just to be done and gone because her life was in turmoil. Um, Jesus. Yeah, I know, it's, it sucks. It's this bullshit. You know, fans be crazy, but. Uh, if I think is though is that she, she's as much as much as the, what I'm about to say sounds like an insult. I don't really mean it in terms of horror. It's just the character's not actually that deep. So in mm-hmm. terms of the final girls of horrordom, she's kind of dull and not that interesting. She's just <laughs> she's just kind of happens to be the one who survives. Like you could have almost told me that any one of the girls could have ended up mm-hmm. being the final girl. Like um, you know what's what's the one who plays Monopoly, Brenda. Like she could have been the final girl. If she just happened to be the one who survived. A lot of times when you start the movie, you you get a pretty clear sense of like, this is the main character. This is the person we're going to follow. And in this, like, yeah, I don't really get that that much off of her character, you know, as being like, you know, it, it doesn't feel like, hey, central focus, you know, like, pay attention to her. If anything, Annie, who gets picked up at the start, is kind of one yeah, who feels true. the most lately. Partly because... Yeah. She, she seems, you know, she doesn't seem like she's like a, too much of a stereotype in any direction. She's kind of just nice and normal. She's pleasant, and she also talks about how she's always wanted to work with kids. So it's like, okay, if you want into that Halloween vibe of like someone who actually is good with children as the protector and that that kind of that kind of thing, she, she's a bit more motherly, and therefore she's the one who's maybe the most uh, sort of pure, if you will, if you want to use that word. But she obviously we get the shock death with her early on, uh, which by the way, uh, raised with something she says uh, while she's talking to. Um, I, I, I think it's uh, the killer. I think she's talking to Mrs. Voorhees, but she's talking about, oh yeah, I, I'm going to be the, uh, I'm going to be cooking food for for sixty children and ten counselors, and you know, I've always wanted to work with children, and it's you know, it's really hard. But when you've had a dream as long as I have, you'll do anything. And I'm like, wait, your, your dream? I mean, that's a pretty attainable dream. Like, it's not like your, yeah. it's not like your <laughs> dreams to be an astronaut that takes like, you know, not only would you have to get like some really serious like, you know diplomas and degrees and masters and doctorates and then maybe get you know selected out of like however many exist to be the you know one of the few who get trained for such a job you know cooking food for kids is a pretty attainable goal oh sure i don't know i just yeah. I just i don't know it's also a weird dream for someone to have like that at this age like she's like college age and it's her dream yeah what has she been doing this whole time <laughs> i don't know just which, uh, I I forget. Did they say how long it's been since uh, you know, Jason died that incident? Yeah, they do because it's uh, I might be one year or two out here because I can't remember off the top of my head. But it, basically, it was like he drowned in like fifty seven, and then the kill at the start of the movie, the flashback, is a year later. That's fifty eight, and now it's present day nineteen eighty three. Okay. No, was it 83? No, 1980, sorry. It, yeah, that was 80. It's, it's because... Um, the three is there because of the 13, but 1980. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, pre- present day 1980. So, you know, what's that? What's that? Yeah, so so what has she been doing this whole time? That uh, she hasn't been able to cook for kids yet, and she also, I guess, has been waiting to kill people? But no, it wasn't the killer who said this. No, I, I'm saying, what has the killer been doing though? Between right. if the la- if the last kill was like 58, 
Oh, then, but, well, because the, the guy mentions the previous truck driver, he mentions that there was a fire after that when they tried to reopen it again, and in another year the, the water was bad. So it sounds like over the years, every time someone tries to reopen the camp, oh. she steps in and either kills someone, burns something down, whatever. Interesting. Well, I'm surprised we never got any like prequels showing. Oh God, like, no! What? I don't want prequels. <laughs> Tim, don't give them ideas. Don't give them ideas. <laughs> I want Jason in my Friday of the 13th. Don't, don't give me stupid <laughs> Mrs. Voorhees, the early days prequels. When she's like, you know, I, the last thing I want is like, you know, like a few years after Jason dies and she's still like in her 20s, so they cast some hot actress <laughs> to be the slutty Mrs. Voorhees. I don't want that, Tim. Because that's what they'll do. Uh, yeah, I wish I could argue with you, but I, that is exactly what they would do. And do you know what? Do you know what? I would, I would, bet, I would bet you every penny I ever make in my life that they will somehow find a way to get her in a hockey mask. Somehow. Oh, sure. Yeah. There'd be no reason for it. It would make no sense. But they will write it in somehow. They'll be like, oh, and she... Her her, her, her husband who died before Jason was oh, yeah. born, he, he he was a hockey player. So this is his mask. It means something to her. Which would oh, just yeah. pollute the whole idea of Jason randomly finding the mask later on. At the yeah, at the very least, have some stupid thing where you know, she walks by a hockey mask or something and looks at it and goes like, "Next time" or something or like something stupid. What did did you just like take a scene from the first Iron Man with War Machine and replace it with <laughs> Mrs. Voorhees and the hockey mask? Maybe. God damn it, Tim! God damn it! Oh. Uh, Dear, 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 dear. It's funny because actually we've actually got a pretty decent amount of conversation out of this and just talking about what it is because we've not really talked about the actual... Because sometimes we'll go through the, the sequence of events. We'll talk about, you know, what happens in the plot. But honestly, there's not a whole lot that does actually happen in the plot. Yeah, uh, it's like typical, you know, like summer camp slasher movie. Um, yeah. Again, like, unfortunately, they're, like we said, the characters I feel like aren't that memorable. So it's not like... You know, I, I can't really think of too many scenes that are like, uh, I don't know, the, there's the, the Which, one scene where, like, the guy's dressed up like a Native American, but even that's, like, not... Let's talk you know, about like that, that scene, though, because <laughs> a, a local police officer comes by on his bike uh, mm-hmm. to question about Ralphie being around. This is before he jumps out and scares them. And Sorry. this cop, I don't even know why this scene is here specifically. I mean, I get why he's here to, like, warn about Ralphie, but... They make a big deal of this cop being such a character, so this hard ass who, like you know, basically almost bites Kevin Bacon's head off for getting near his bike, and he's you know he's talking to them all and making them all nervous, and we never see him again. Later on, when we see other cops, <laughs> it's different people. It's true, yeah. Also, when he leaves the scene, the camera makes a point of following him doing this big U-turn up at the other end of the road and then driving all the way back, and then it cuts to another scene because I, I thought something was going to happen to him or or with them later on because they were because the camera was lingering on him for so long, but he just leaves after we spend so much time following him go down yeah. the other side and then back up that way. Sure. <sighs> yeah, it was. It, it's like very, like again, it's. I kind of hoping that. Oh yeah, the one guy's being like so goofy and dumb and stuff that you know maybe this would be a more memorable scene, but yeah, it just kind of ends up being like nothing really. Yeah, uh, I see. You've got a scene where the jokester pretends to drown so he can kiss the girl. You've got okay. a scene where they get a snake in one of the cabins and they have to kill it with a machete. You got 
strip monopoly. <laughs> that just sounds like I don't know. Monopoly is not really a fun game. I don't know. Like, I, I and it, it's not like a fast game. It's it's not the ideal like game you want to add the you know level of stripping you know to it. I just feel like that's a poor choice. Uh, it depends if you want to go slow. Maybe you want to you know tease it out. Maybe I guess I don't know. <laughs> and do you make the you know the, the dark blue? you know, streets, do you make them be the ones that, like, oh, no, that's the underwear streets. Like, that's that's the big money. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, I don't know, there'd be so many better choices. Battleship, Yahtzee, uh, Hungry Hungry Hippos. <laughs> hungry Hungry Hippos. <laughs> I, I can see Battleship working, actually. I think that would be a good one, yeah. Especially if you assign each ship as, like, an item of clothing. Because you have, typically yeah. you have, like, five ships, so you're like, alright, so, shirt, trousers, underwear, like, you know, you can split it up into each ship. Yeah. Nice and simple. So if they happen to get the, the best ship first, then that's the underwear off first, and so on. There you go. End up with some wacky combinations of clothes at the end of it. <laughs> um. So... <laughs> where do I go from there I don't know uh, I will say like the kills aren't particularly suspenseful the one time I did think it got a little bit uh, good in terms of the suspense is when so Brenda the one who initiates the uh, the monopoly she eventually says okay it's time for an early night and she goes back to her room she goes to the the, uh, the, the bathroom then she goes back to her place and she starts doing a little bit of reading or writing and then she hears like noises. She hears like, and by the way, this is never explained either. Like, uh, apparently, Mrs. Voorhees can do a, a, a pitch perfect impression of a little boy screaming for help. It's <laughs> like, help me, mommy, help me. Uh, so, so Brenda goes That's out. That's not too bad. <laughs> and just her nighty as it's pouring of rain, and she's like going through the the rain in the dark. And the way it's filmed, like, everything's very dark. It's very they didn't light a whole lot much of it, so you just see her kind of wander about with the flashlight. Yeah. Uh, that makes for some effective moments. I, I think that yeah. makes for a couple of cool little suspenseful bits. Yeah, I do like any of those scenes in the rain I thought looked really cool. And uh, yeah, it did give this nice kind of creepy feeling like you really can't see or hear much around you. And, yeah, because uh, she ends up in the archery range and the killer turns all the lights on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Which again, is kind of very non-Friday the 13th. I can't imagine Jason in any other movies going to turn things on and off to help with his kill. He basically yeah. just walks through the room like a Terminator to get to them. It's fine, <laughs> uh, but whatever. I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm not going to complain too much about that. It makes for some good moments, though. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, let's talk about the ending. Let's talk about the beheading and the slow motion that accompanies it. <laughs> I, I'm I'm into this. Uh, <laughs> are you into I, how like she gets her head cut off, but her hands are still moving as she goes down? Yeah, I think that's cool. That's yeah, cool. Okay, <laughs> just, just asking. Just asking. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I do like that. You know, she does it, and you know, she gets the upper hand, and um, yeah, it it's not like something where she knocks her out and then looks away and then she's gone or something. Like, no, she like wins the the day, and uh, yeah, uh, I'm always in for a good beheading. <laughs> That's fair. I I think it's okay. I, I just I don't think the moment actually builds up to it particularly great. It just kind of happens. 
Yeah. Like, you know, you know it's about to ha- something big's about to happen because the music changes dramatically and it starts to go in slow motion. But I don't really feel like the fight was uh, like there to to build up to it. I guess is I guess is what it's saying. Yeah. But yeah, well, I, that's fair. I, I don't. I don't. I. I feel like I'm being harsh on it. It's, it. Honestly, it's a pretty okay slasher movie. It's just not. Yeah. It doesn't really stand out. It's more important because of what came next. The first one exactly. on its own is just kind of you know it's kind of typical. It's kind of kind. Of, it's kind of the baseline. Of of what a slasher movie is, and then like yeah. you know, stuff will be better than it, stuff some stuff will be worse than it, but that that's kind of uh, where it is. But as a result of, it's kind of the vanilla slasher movie in a lot of ways. Oh sure, yeah. So yeah, this is one that's like, um, you know, if you've never seen it before, I, I think it's good to watch. But I mean, honestly, if if you're doing you know rewatch of the series, I, I think it you could skip this one if you've already seen it before i typically don't i'm kind of a completist that said though oh i don't want to spoil my feelings there is one other one that i do actually (laughs) will skip uh, every other time i rewatch the series and not this time of course because this time we're doing them all for the show and i'm making noise. i have two guesses about what it uh could be but yeah we won't ruin it it's only one one and only but yeah so we should talk about the actual sort of post-ending ending where so Alice oh, goes yeah, out. Of course. Alice goes out in the boat in the lake, and you know we, we see her in the morning, and she's just sort of like she's asleep, she's just sort of hanging off the boat, and it's this very tranquil music. It's a good little piece of music actually. The drum beats kicking in, and it's like very very tranquil, and the police are off at the shore, uh, sort of waving her waving her down, and she gets up, and obviously there's a big jump scare where Jason jumps out of the water, all deformed, and pulls <laughs> her under. Now, this is actually one of the most effective jump scares I've ever seen because. It actually does it off beat, and what I mean by that is the music. Like, even though I know it's coming every time it is, I I always have a hard time predicting when it is because it doesn't fall on the beat of the music you expect it to fall on. Yeah. Because typically, when you're building up to a jump scare, you can kind of you can almost count it. You can almost be like, you know, one, two, three, one, two, three. and it'll always be on the three. You can always, and that's just an yeah. example. I'm just kind of making that up, but it kind of has that feel no, to it, most jump scares. Whereas this one, it's like. One, two, three, one. Ah! You know, it's, it's kind of like that. And I don't actually jump, but it's not, it's not, it's not scary, but uh, yeah. it's effectively offbeat. And because of that, it ha- I think that's why it's so memorable. I think, I think that's why when it plays for the first time, most people genuinely don't see it coming because it is such an offbeat little moment. But uh, Sure. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. I never really, I guess, thought about it in those terms. But yeah, it is something that always, uh, you know, gets me. And, I mean, not like I've seen it a million times, but yeah, even rewatching it the other day, like knowing it was gonna come, like I couldn't predict the precise moment. Yeah, it's funny actually. I, I don't know if Tom Savini did the, uh, the this Jason, but I know he did the kills. It's kind of funny oh, knowing that he's yeah. like the, the guy who did this. He's like obviously the famous makeup effects guy. It's weird that half of the kills are off camera. <laughs> like <laughs> it's almost like they had the budget for three or four good kills, so they okay, this yeah. is where the money gets spent. Every other one happens off screen. Uh, and you know it's all that POV shot where you just see the face going <gasps> as they get stabbed. <laughs> and that, that's just kind of all it is. Uh, and of course, of course, the final moment is she wakes up in the hospital as, as if this final moment in the boat was a dream. And she's like, yeah. "Did you get the boy, Jason? Did you get the boy?" He's like, "We didn't find no boy, ma'am." Then I guess he's still out there. Look at camera <laughs> credits roll, uh, which is funny because I, I I don't know if they were actually intentionally leaving it open for a sequel. Uh, I can't remember. I'd have to go back and look at the extras again because I, I think they do say it. There's a fantastic documentary, by the way. Uh, oh yeah, 
called Crystal Lake Memories. Crystal Lake Memories, yeah. It's it's mm. like four and a half hours long. It goes through the whole series, of course. That's why it's so goddamn long. But it is, it's a very good watch, uh, and it covers all of them. Pretty equally as well. You don't, you don't feel like they skimp on the, the weaker ones because they want to give more time to the others. They they all get a pretty decent treatment. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that, that's the first Friday the 13th. Uh, it, it, like I say, pretty typical. I, I think when I get to yeah. my rating here, like my rating's going to be very kind of indicative of how I view it in terms of slasher movies where it's kind of the baseline and everything either builds on it or is worse than it because it's really shit or whatever but this is the baseline so Tim yeah what would you give the original Friday the 13th uh, this is another one where it, it it's kind of hard because yeah just going by the movie alone uh, I do think I would give it like you know I'm not saying like a super low score or anything but like a lower score, which feels weird because, yeah, it's the first Friday the 13th movie. Uh, again, just going on, you know, like how franchises work and stuff and, you know, thing being so iconic, you'd think like, oh, yeah, this should be like a big movie, have a big rating. But, um, yeah, every time I rewatch it, I just – I get pretty bored during the middle. Um, there's – yeah, there, there's definitely stuff I like. But, uh, again, overall, it's – not what the series becomes later, which is what I really love. So I'm still going to give it, I think, a good, decent score, but um, I think I'm going to go with a six, and I don't know, even even that might be a, a little high, but I, I don't know. I, it, I feel bad because it... You know, it's oh, the Tim, start of a, we, I, a classic We can series. tell you feel bad because you, you spent about five minutes trying to like, be, like, I want to give it this, but you know, this is why I'm giving it this. Don't be mad at me, people. Don't no. be mad at me. I don't want hateful comments. Please, please. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's kind of tough. Um, I'm going to go 5.5 because I said it was the baseline and I feel like the baseline should probably be a five. However... I think that's just a little bit too cruel because I do think there yeah. is some good moments in there and there are there are things to really, you know, elevate it a little bit. But yeah. ultimately it is kind of the basic one. I whenever I rewatch the franchise, this is not the one I'm looking forward to rewatching. This is the one that's like, right. yeah, I'll watch it for the sake of getting through all of the good ones, but it's not one that I, you know, get excited about. It's not one where I have that many fond memories of. Those will come later. Uh, and you'll get more of those in the months to come as we work through all all 12 Friday the 13th. Uh, and I'll also mention that next Friday we'll also have another big uh, big franchise film to kick off another franchise. I don't think it's that hard to guess what it is, but I'll just say it's happening. Speculate it, away. It rhymes with Shmeprechaun. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> I am delighted to say. Well, there's my guess. <laughs> is there anything that actually limes with Leprechaun? Uh... Yeah, I suppose there is. Uh, I once saw a really shitty Leprechaun. It was a movie when the telly was on. That's not bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of works. Yeah, okay. Anything that ends with on, basically, you can ream a leprechaun. Yeah. You just have to focus on the last syllable. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad we figured that out, Tim. I'm glad we sussed that out, for the record. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so, <laughs> this has been the first Friday the 13th. It is a decent, decent sort of by the numbers, but it, it led to great things to come. So, mm. uh, more on that 
uh, when we get to them. But that has that's been it. So uh, to start off the sort of the end part of the show here, I actually um, I want to mention that uh, our YouTube channel got hit today with. Ah. Uh, what people have been referring to as the adpocalypse. We actually thought we'd gotten away without it, but because, you know, this started a while ago and we didn't get touched, we thought, oh, maybe because we just do movie reviews and stuff. You know, we're just we're just a couple of guys talking, we just talk about movies and TV shows, you know, and other, other, other videos we do, that, you know, we, maybe we wouldn't get touched. And unfortunately, after today, a lot of our videos, in fact, every single episode almost of Streams After Midnight is now deemed unsuitable for advertising, uh, which basically means we are not getting a penny. I mean, we might get a penny, like because it says limited to no ads, so I don't know if that means there is the odd occasional one. I'm going to assume it means none. Uh, but yeah, so that kind of sucks. Uh, it means that we, we are not making any money off of YouTube anymore uh, for these. Uh, and we did. We didn't make a whole ton, but we did make some. Uh, and that kind of sucks. And that did help out with stuff. So this isn't necessarily just like a, a pity speech so you'll you'll go over to <laughs> patreon.com and give us money i just like basically now we are solely funded by patreon so if you were on the fence or if you do want to help us out uh you know obviously liking subscribing and giving us comments all of that stuff helps because it spreads to more people yeah. that way but if you directly want to help and you directly want to keep things going and you know and you know because you know that, that money helps cover renting new movies that come out or uh, going to the theatre, all that kind of thing, if we're, if we're covering mm-hmm. a lot of those. So if you, if you do want to help out, patreon.com slash TV, you get some bonuses for screams as well as some other things. And uh, yeah, there's links in the description, there'll be a link in the corner of the video up in that side. Uh, make it as easy as possible to get to it. But, uh, but you know, yeah, so YouTube's basically screwing us over. <laughs> Pretty uh, much. On the upside, yeah. I mean... We did avoid saying fuck before because we didn't want this to happen. <laughs> and now that it's happened anyway, I guess there's no reason not to say fuck as much as we want. But There we go. Fuck you, YouTube. <laughs> there <laughs> you go. <laughs> uh, so welcome, to, welcome yeah. to the fucking revolution, I guess. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, so, so there's that. Um, what else do I usually promote? Do I promote anything? Well, it's October, so I'll, I'll, I'll pimp out... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, me, me and Tim, we started off doing a, a Top 100 Horror series. Uh, it's four parts. We did part one this week. Part two will be coming next Tuesday. It will end on the final Tuesday of the month, which happens to be Halloween itself. So we've done 100 through 76. Obviously, we've done a lot more movies. Uh, I won't mention them all, obviously, but you, you, you can just go and see it. I think this is number... Seven, eight, something. Something... I'm really curious now. Actually, I'm really, I'm really curious now that I've, I've thirteen. I've pondered. I'm actually going to. Oh, that'd be cool if it was. I don't think it is, <laughs> but that would be cool if it was. I'm actually going to go check. Uh, this is, you know, this is the real casual part of the show now, where I'm just, we're just looking up things. Yeah. Mel's recording. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth is getting a much longer runtime just out of this bollocks now, but. <laughs> um, see now YouTube's not even loading quickly. It's actually been a little menace. Uh, just in other ways. Jesus. I know, it's shocking. Right, so where was the first one? There's that. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Including the top 100 video, because I'm, I'm, I'm including those as part of the uh, the October-thon. Uh, 2, 4, 6. I forgot the number now. Uh, <laughs> eight, ten. Yeah, so this is movie number 11. Or it's movie number oh, 10. Wow. Not, not including the 100 one, it's movie number... It's the 11th video, but it's the 10th movie. Damn. 
So we're working I hard. I didn't basically. realize that. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're, we're going strong. We're, we're we're really knocked out. Uh, I think the one that I would, if I was going to pick one, we'll we'll both pick one, right? To just to to recommend. See, so if you've not watched all of these, go back and watch this one. Now I'm picking the obvious one. The Evil Within is a movie <laughs> that, unlike no other, I highly recommend you go back and check out our Evil Within review because honestly, it's the only movie it's of its kind. It was made by a billionaire on his own, who was also a meth addict. It took him 15 years, <laughs> and he died two years ago before it came out. So, mm. it is crazy town. I recommend mm. going and checking out a review of that. <laughs> yeah, the the review was really entertaining, and the movie is just so crazy and, and one of a kind. If you haven't heard of it, uh, you know, there's some problematic stuff that, you know, it's hard to recommend watching it, but oh, at yeah. least check out the trailer, I, I think, to get an idea of just what kind of crazy thing this is. Oh yeah, the subject matter is touchy. What would you like to rec- out of the ones we've done in October, Tim? What one would you like to? Uh, did we do uh, Gerald's game? Was that October? Yes, yes, that was the first one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the that's actually a movie I've been uh, recommending. Like a lot of people that have been coming to me asking for new, uh, like oh, you know, what's a good horror movie uh, I can watch in October? What's a good new horror flick or whatever? Blah blah. And uh, I, I keep recommending this one. It's on Netflix, so you know it's easy for most people to access. And I'm still really really impressed by how much I liked it. And uh, yeah, I. Highly recommend people uh, check that out. The review, not the movie. I mean, both, both technically, but well, yeah. I mean, the yeah. the review is good too. But if if it helps you get interested <laughs> in the movie, or you know, you watch the movie first and then do the review, sure. But <laughs> I don't think you understood the point of this section, Tim, which was to promote one of our videos. <laughs> <laughs> well, go uh, see I the mean... movie. I mean, yeah, catch the review maybe afterwards, but see the movie. <laughs> That's the important part. <laughs> God damn it! You're like, you're you're streams after midnight's own worst enemy. You know that? Hell's yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, that is us. So thank you very much for watching or listening. Uh, we always appreciate it. Get us uh, on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz. Um, I wonder if it's worth setting up a dedicated streams after midnight Twitter, just so that it can oh, be, a bit, yeah. bit, be a bit more active talking about horror related things, rather than being tied to just the one that's. You know, promoting sure. everything that's on the channel, but uh, I don't know. Makes what, what, sense. Let us know what you think. Would you like a dedicated Twitter? We we could probably do that, and that could be a yeah. thing. Uh, but there you go. Uh, so that that has been Friday the Thirteenth on Friday the Thirteenth. So happy Friday the Thirteenth! If you're watching us today, because if not, then just know that that's the spirit of which it was it was done. Um, because like we say, it's going to be a long time before we get another Friday the Thirteenth in October. We have to take this opportunity. Yeah. When I saw this was happening, <laughs> it was like, no, we are starting the Friday the Thirteenth movies on that day. <laughs> Hell, I almost wanted to do all of them in one day. Jesus, <laughs> that was unfeasible. But here we are. <laughs> so thank you very much, guys. Keep watching scary movies and we will see you next time.